All right. Rink Rat Report podcast recording this one Wednesday, September 13th. No live games until actually tomorrow where the elite, the rookie tournament kicks off in Traverse City. Fun fact about Traverse City, it is the Farina, Farina capital of the U.S., I believe. Um, do you know what don't even know is? what that means. No, no, Co- don't know. Cocaine. Okay. Oh, Felina. Okay. Yes. Farina. Yes. It means flower in uh ah. okay. fun Italian lesson. Um, Anyways, glad to be joined. I did not Jason know that. Little, little Italian lesson to start the episode. Um, we're doing our top 50 players in the NHL. Uh, this one includes goalies too, so it's going to mix it up. I think that's make it a little bit more fun. The goalies are on the ice at the same time as the players, right? So they well, play actually, the games. They play the games. That's what's important. They so play they the most to... of the of uh, the minutes for games. So, exactly. I mean, mm. fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, so TSN does one every year. Uh, we couldn't wait for TSN to put theirs out. Uh, it's usually very, very. I don't know. All these lists that people put out are always so subjective. There's a thousand different ways you can grade stuff. So the only way that I look at like these top 50 lists and I go, okay, this person's full of shit is if it's like a run of five defensemen in a row, because you know, when they were making that list, they went shit. I haven't put a defenseman in a little while. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no signs. Yeah. Yeah. This is not based on a proprietary model. Well, I'll talk about evolving wild. The guys that evolving wild put together great work. I averaged out a few different like overall metrics and ranked the players based off of that. So we can talk about that a little bit too. That's a little bit less subjective and more based on like analytics. So we'll throw that in there too, but our top 50 players list. Thank you to Dave Pelagi and Josh Cooper for submitting theirs. We're going to talk about their list a little bit as well. Shall we kick it off? 50 to 45. Let's kick it off. All right. At number 50, we have the grade eight Alexander Ovechkin, who's obviously chasing Gretzky's goal record. We have Rasmus Dahlin, who's reported, well, rumored to be coming, to be becoming a very rich person this offseason. We have Nico Hishier, who had a sneaky, fantastic season. 47, uh, 48, Nico Hishier, 47, Alex Tuck, 46, Carter Verhage. And number 45, we have Jake the Otter Ottinger. Any oh. thoughts on this one? Yes, you gave an extra player, but it's okay. We'll let it slide. Um, what do you mean? 45, so got- 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Ovechkin, Dalin, Hishier, Tuck, Verhage, Ottinger. Verhage, yeah. So, um, so uh, starting with the bottom, Alex Ovechkin feels weird to put him that low. Yeah. But there's been years probably where like, I don't think people have put him in there. He had a 37 goal year, right? That's true. That's true. He's definitely had his peaks of values, but like this seems the most fair and the most based on, I don't want to say reputation, but like, yeah, basically reputation at this point, because I mean, obviously he's a top, probably still a top 10 goal scorer in the world. Like if you put yeah. the puck on a stick at a certain spot in the ice, you'll probably be able to score there, but it just feels weird seeing him that low. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it feels weird saying fair. it. He's, he's going to be like an auto 45. If he continues, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like even a little bit of age curve in there, 
auto 45 next year, but He's, the defense is non-existent. Yeah. They, yeah. They, um, they're going to give up 5,000 goals, the, the Capitals. I feel very bad for Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Uh, Darlene, Darlene, I like that spot on the list. Could have break out based on some other lists that we were. Yeah. Based on some other lists we were given and submitted. Uh, I can see him going higher and uh, he is higher on some other lists and that's fair. Uh, Nico Heischer, probably like around the correct spot. Tuck. I, I mean, I didn't see Tuck on other people's list. I think he's in like, I think you could say that player number 40 to like 60 are like very, 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 very similar. So it's like kind of yeah. hard building the back half of the list. But I personally like Tuck. I'm a fan of Tuck. I'm happy you put him on here because, uh, yeah, like I, I like Tuck's game. I think he's one of the, yeah. like, I, I think this is more Great so philosophy. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's also philosophy of some people with how they build these things. Obviously, mm-hmm. like offense is incredibly important, but I value mm-hmm. unique players. And I think Alex Tuck is a unique Ooh. player. Okay. Well, in the sense the that size like, of them, what the size is two two way ability and his ability yeah. to like still produce offense at the same time as well. So a lot of yeah. these defensive, like good defensive players too, yeah. don't, don't offer enough offensively. He's one of the few who is, can be competent in his own zone, can play defensively and mm-hmm. can produce offense. So I like so that. Dave on here had Dave for his 50 to 45 is an interesting one. He had Bedard who I didn't include because he hasn't played yet. Nick Suzuki, Dylan Cousins, Claude Giroux, uh, Mark Stone, Anze Kopitar. Um, again, all fantastic players. I'm. I don't think Cousins is quite there yet. Giroux is a debatable one. Again, he was a fantastic player. Um, his average ranking, according to Evolving Wild, I think was like twelve. I believe it was. Uh, yeah. Average ranking for Claude Giroux was 12, and that was based on expected war and expected gar as well. Like he was 12th in the league on average in those mm-hmm. two, but he did not rank for war and he did not rank for gar. Again, another guy that's on the back nine of his career, I would say, but is still going to be very productive for Ottawa, I would think. Um, uh, Kopitar is the same sort of thing. Very good defensive player. I mean, in the top, I, I think he's an honorable mention in terms of just saying rattling off our honorable mentions. Uh, we had Dougie Hamilton, Alex Petrangelo, Tyler Toffoli had a low key, fantastic year. Well, not low key, he had a career high 73, but in terms of expected goal metrics, he had a fantastic year, I would say. So, yeah, he had a good year on a bad Calgary team, which I think is something of note. Again, I I don't think I would put him in the top 50, though, and I think that's why you put him in the honorable mentions here. But like I said, though, he's like a guy who falls in like maybe that's like 55, 56, like 65-ish range. I just if don't see him. If he puts up another 73-point season, would you put him in? Yeah, but I think yes, but also like it's on the – he's going to be 31, so it's like he maybe he'll blip into the list and then never be in it again kind of thing. Never like, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll see how he, like, listen, if he's going to be playing alongside Jack Hughes, I could easily see him being in the list like this next year. So, yeah. Um, to we'll fully, see how he goes. And then we had Mark year. Stone. I, I don't see Mark Stone. You said put Mark Stone in the top 50. My issue is he's never going to play another full season ever again. But will he play in the playoffs? And do, are we including playoff performance as well? I think that's important oh, that's to, that's to consider. One. But that, that, like, I feel like that's a fair angle to take with this, though, because, like, 
we're talking about yeah. the top 50 players in the in the world and two, it's like if think if about this two years ago vegas missed the playoffs he didn't play that many games yeah exactly and that's that's part of the reason like that's an argument for and against him right because again he's so valuable to the team to vegas as a team that they missed the playoffs when he didn't play but at the same time if you're not available for your team that's not valuable so like it's mm-hmm. like a give and take thing here so uh i i can see it go both ways it's uh there's valid reasons to not have him on the list. And if health is a serious concern, like who knows, right? Right. Like at, at any point with him, the wheels could potentially fall off with a, a serious back injury. Right. So, and he could never play ever again. Like, exactly. It's unfortunate to say, but I think exactly. But once, once he stops playing, he's not on the list. Like Patrice Bergeron is in yeah. the top 50 players, but he's not playing in the NHL anymore. So he's not on this list. Exactly. Sorry. So exactly. Yeah. So, and then uh, Josh had uh, Hamilton, Ovechkin, Petrangelo, uh, Saros, Pavelski, and Heeshear. So, Couple crossovers there. I think I don't think you had Petrangelo in there. Um, no, I think you had Pavelski. no Petrangelo, no Hamilton. I don't think. Yes, Pavelski yeah, so. we definitely do have in here. Yes, uh, I think he's yeah he's in this second part. Yes. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, lay it off. Go forty-four to forty. Forty-four to forty is forty-four. Brad Marchand. Forty-three. Joe Pavelski. Forty-two. Jesper Bratt. 41, Brady Kachuk, and number 40, Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer, the sweetheart of the trade deadline. I, I still think like his production, obviously, like goals, total goals and assists dropped when he went to New Jersey. His chance per 60, chances per 60, essentially, he was generating this almost the same amount, I want to say. Still a fantastic power forward for the New Jersey Devils and I really like how they brought him in to kind of complement that uh, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt sort of type of play, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, it feels like some of these guys, like, I, I like the Marshawn placement, Pavelski, Bratt, and Meyer. I think I'd put Marshawn ahead of those guys. Um, I, maybe not Pavelski. I, I, like, I like where you put Pavelski in this list because I think Pavelski – I feel like when TSN comes out of the list, they're not going to put Pavelski on. They're going to put one of those three forwards on that Dallas line, not on the list. It might be Pavelski. It might be Hintz. But I feel like mm-hmm. one of those guys are going to be missing, and that's wrong. That's going to be that's, That, I think, is going to stick out as wrong. So I respect the placement of Pavelski here. Andre, I think you know I've been a fan of Andre his entire career. I love Jake Andre mm-hmm. as a goalie. Um, he could easily be the guy to make, take a next step and be like a generational goalie like the light like i don't know if generational is the right, right word but like uh, uh like a, a hell of like a right? consensus like, top five exactly yeah that's what that's there, that's that's what i'm looking for with that so yeah so andre i like uh marshawn i like brat i'm like back and forth on but i i can respect his placement here because his offensive upside is insane and again like there's so many i don't want to say there's so many guys like this but one guy off the top of my head who we didn't have on, I, I, I don't know if you put him on the list, but I don't think he's on the list, but a guy like Kyle Connor and Jesper Bratt mm-hmm. are similar in my head, right? But okay, we put Brad on the list and not Connor. They, those guys are like in the same tier for me, but Connor had a down year and Brad had an up year. So again, we're not doing it based Possibly. on, we're not doing it based on uh, like their career trajectory. This is like from yeah. last year, right? So yeah. uh, based on that, then yes, I think Jesper Bratt had a great year. He deserves to be there. Same with Timo Meyer. Didn't do didn't go as well in New Jersey as we'd expect, but again, like that could just be something where new team, new organization, new faces, yeah, something something like that. So expect him to do a little better with that. So yeah. So Jesper Bratt, 
Um, two things about him. One, analytically, he ranked uh, average 14th on two of these lists, and I believe it was the expected goals lists, the expected war and expected goals above replacement, where he was 14th in the league on average, but did not rank for goals above replacement. And uh, expect, or I forget what the other one is, but who cares? Two of the lists, he was ta- he was 14th, and the other ones he was not on. Um, the other thing, Daryl Belfry pointed this out. He's so good at his timing at the blue line. Like, off the rush, his ability for a teammate to send him a puck and then him to time it so that he's onside and then just beats the hell out of the defenseman where he's wide, wide open and has a breakaway is incredible. I, I Like, go to Daryl Belfry's profile on Twitter. Search up Brat. There's a, a nice little one minute video in there. He does it like six times. It's it's so incredible to watch. Just timing at the blue line. You don't think about it, but it's like, wow. So instead of slowing down at the blue line or riding the blue line, having to go the other way, he times it so that he's at the blue line at the perfect time and just breakaway, breakaway, breakaway. But huge season for him last year. So yeah. Like, yeah. I like Jesper Brat. Yeah. Uh what about uh, Dave's list? Dave had so to uh, filibuster here. Josh had forty-five. He had Heeshear, who we saw three picks before. Kachuk, mm-hmm. Brady Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau, Brad Marchand, and William Nylander. So a couple crossover there. Similar style players, uh, which is interesting with like the high octane, high offense uh, players, and like William Nylander, Johnny Gaudreau, Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, more further to the point of like, hey. It's hard to make these lists. A lot yeah. of these guys are like high high upside offense guys. It's like which it's like picking like which piece of gold you like the best. Like they all weigh the same. Yeah, they just look different. I don't know. Right? It's like tough. It is it is a tough exercise. Exactly. Uh, but it's, so it's Dave, a fun exercise. Yeah. Go Dave ahead. had Cole Caulfield at 44. That's, that in my Nugent opinion. Hopkins is a little at 43. Caulfield 44. Nugent Hopkins 43. Carlson 42. Shifley at 41. Svechnikov at 40. So and who did you have at 40 again? At number 40, we had Timu Meyer. Okay. Okay. So I just run... like the all around game of Timu Meyer. I mean, when you look at some of those guys, they're like, Caulfield hasn't quite broken out. I feel like that's a, a big projection kind of pick right there. Nugent Hopkins yeah. had a, the quietest 100 point year. <laughs> so like, he had over yeah. 100 points. Yeah, but 50, like I believe fifty-three of them came on the power play, but yes. he had like a hundred points this year. I was gonna say I, I could probably put up sixty points in the NHL on that if I was able to play first power play minutes with McDavid and Drysdale. Is that crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no offense to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, obviously a very good player, but definitely got a life pre- life preserve with that. Yeah, tough fifty. Uh, put him on. Uh, I don't know. Shifley's um, like, like he's a great offensive player. I mean, just. Sucks defense. Yeah, so, yeah, ex- yeah. Could, fair enough. Uh, I couldn't overlook that too, too much. So, All right. Um. So, yeah. list the next set. Li- list off the last five before we get out of here. Uh, forty-four. Brad Marchand. Forty-three. Joe Pavelski. Forty-two. Jesper Bratt. Forty-one. Brady Kachuk. Forty. Timo Meyer. Beautiful. So and then let's the next five. Let's do it. Let's do it. Number 39, Johnny Goudreau. Number 38, Devin Taves. 37, Artemi Panarin. 36, Hampus Lindholm. And 35, 
I put Jared McCann. Why is Jared McCann there, might you ask? Well, I believe he had, what, 40 goals this year. You can fact check me on that. Yes, but the underlying goals. numbers on this guy are insane. Insane. On, like, in terms of his, his when we're looking at his wins above replacement, his goals above replacement, his expected wins above replacement, and expected goals above replacement in, in the entire NHL, when you look at those four lists, he was on average 5.25, ranked fifth in the entire league. Now, I know he didn't have a good playoffs. He got his brains knocked in by someone that we have higher up on this list. But I think just like when the puck is going in one way when you're on the ice, it's not going in the other. The chances are going one way and they're not going the other. And you put 40 goals up in the regular season. I, I think we got to show you a little bit of love on this list. No. Yeah, I Just agree. By, that, that simple thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't. I'd have to dig. I, I didn't watch enough Jared McCann to honestly come yeah. out here and say for sure he's a top 50. I cannot go out on that limb. But based on previous performance, I wouldn't put him in here. But I, I don't. Again. I, I'm going to say this a lot with these back, like the probably the the next ten range as well, because that's when we start to creep into like the elite of the elite. But he's a, another offensive guy who scores a ton, so it's like, can you de- how can you deny? How can you say he doesn't belong in here? And then like me say William Nylander belongs here, right? Like that's listen, I think William Nylander obviously belongs in here, but like they're similar players in that sense where they they're high octane offensive players. Jared McCann, though, on one hand, is like a model darling defensively as well. And I yeah. don't understand how and why that needs to be looked into. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say no. So all right. Yeah. So that was um, that was one that I'm not sure that he was on the other two guys' lists, but he was I mean, not evolving evolving wild seems to hey, love him. They're 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 doing something right. So I don't I'm not gonna say no to what Evolving Wild has to say. It's a little bit of everything. I think that's the most important part. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I respect the Lindholm. I like the Panarin, Devin Taves. Every time I see his name on one of these lists, I'm like, is he the best guy to not be traded for a first round pick? Like, I mean, like, exactly. oh, no, how ridiculous. Not be traded for first when he was already actually good. Like, it's not like, it's not like, uh, like a Verhage trade, for example, where it's like he was dealt for peanuts because he was like a throw in when he was like 18 years old like no Devin Taves was already good on uh New York and he got traded for two seconds and they got fleeced so but also uh, when you look at it Colorado also already had like a pretty good decor and just adding Devin Taves and they had Bowen Byram in the wings and adding Devin Taves it was just like whoa (laughs) they really got something here (laughs) then then guess what for their Stanley Cup run they made a small adjustment they traded Ryan Graves, yep. um, and then I don't know Bowen Byer, and then they traded for Josh Manson. That really helped. So, yeah, you know. Anyways, uh, let's yep. take a look at Dave's list here. We overlooked Svechnikov at forty. That's pretty bold. He is a good player. I don't know if he's. Yeah. Okay. Didn't like a point a game ish. No. Yeah. 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 I, I. I'm not gonna again. He falls into that umbrella. Like everyone that we're going to disagree with here is going to fall into that umbrella of like, uh, 
good offensively, but like, yeah, he's like a could maybe. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um. All right. So thirty nine, he had Josh Morrissey. Thirty eight, he had William Nylander. Thirty seven, he had Miro Heiskanen. Thirty six, he had Sebastian Ajo. Thirty five, he had Victor Hedman. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then Josh here had have Hedman in here. We didn't have uh, Victor Hedman in this list. I think he took a tumble after last year, but I mean, the problem is, is he didn't look good last year, but like the year before he was like literally elite. So it's like 85 points, 85 to it's 49. Ha- it's, it's hard to count him out, but if we're doing it solely based on last year, then I guess it's fair. So when you look at the projections though, like he is Victor Hedman. He's a fantastic player. Do I, think that do i project them to be worse than last year i I don't think i'd have a tough time doing so but the issue is like when you're 31 32 you have the worst year of your career sure there's some room for a bounce back but how much of a bounce back will there be you know yeah that's fair that's fair and but the bounce back bounce back is anywhere between last year and the year before that's the crazy part it's such a wide wide range of outcomes that's yeah who knows who's who's to say where it goes so um yeah um okay so josh Josh have did you hear you say uh so from 39 to 35 he had zabanajad taves Hmm. panarin ottinger and sorokin so the first those are oh sorry the the two sides he had goalies on his list before that sorry two goalies back to back there for sorokin and ottinger Mika's advantage. That's an interesting one. I mean, so we see him on a couple lists. We didn't have him on ours. Yeah. Um, Evolving Wild had him ranked. He was ranked average 32nd on two of the lists. I'm not sure which ones, but I would guess goals above replacement. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. All right. He's Respectable. a good player. He's a yeah. heck of a yeah. player. Right? Can't disagree with so. that. Yeah. Um, He's a DJ too, which is like you gotta get like a maybe DJ like Mika. Yeah. Have you five. listened to a song? No, I've never listened to any song. It's, it's good. I like it. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Anyways. That's the boys hyped up. All right. Um <laughs> yeah. Let's right. move on. So shall we keep moving? Uh let's, let's go to my list. Thirty-four to thirty. Where are we? Thirty-four to thirty. At number thirty-four, we have William Nylander, thirty-three, Eric Carlson. 32, Sebastian Ajo, 31, Rupe Hints, and at number 30, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Hellebuck, you know what? That rating is too low for me. You had Rupe Hints at 31, you said? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I love that. I, I'm so happy to mm-hmm. see Rupe Hints in, in a top top 50 list because I love, like, he's, again, one of those unique players who's, like, 6'3", but it also, like, doesn't, like... When he plays, it's like, is, is he 6'3"? Like, holy shit. Like, how is he, like, moving around on the ice like this? Um, yeah, I love those those two. Like, Hellebuck, I think, is a little too low. You know me. I, I picked I him a year ago. As, yeah. I, I picked him a, a year. Was it a year ago or two years ago as the, one of the most underrated goalies in the NHL because he got no love and no respect, it felt like, from He was like a Vesma candidate the years. <laughs> okay, but still, but still, he, he's. I think he's just still the clear-cut so, number two goalie mm-hmm. in the world. Well, maybe here, the my, gap is closed. Gap, gap's closed. Gap closed this year. Gap closed this year. Gap closed this year. Flip that. Um, anyway, so the reason I put him at 30 
to me, he's the, I had him fourth, my fourth ranked goaltender. So I have, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. So I'm just going to say he's my fourth ranked goaltender. And when you Fair look enough. at it, like Connor Hellbuck, Hellebuck in the Jets system, just in the Jets system, yes, is a top two, three goaltender, I would say. With the cur- Jets' current de- decor, or the decor even they had last year, um, with Connor Hellebuck in net, mm-hmm. like he, I would say he's like one, two, or three. I would rank oh, him, right? Fair. I have him at four simply because when you look at it, like if you put him in a system where it moves faster from side to side, he's not going to be that effective. And so that's where, like, I kind of maybe I galaxy brained myself on this one, but I felt like in another sort of like on a less on a team that plays differently. This is going to sound horrible to listen to right now i've said nine different words and i've actually said nothing but on a different team like on the buffalo sabers is connor hellebuck really going to be a 925 save percentage goaltender i just thought about that and i was like hmm can i really put a guy in the top 20 where uh, he wouldn't be in the top 50 if he was on the sabers right yeah yeah, I, I I disagree with that point and that statement, but okay, you you know more, more more about goalies than I do, so but that's just what I think. He's let's a heck let's of a get goaltender. Yeah, bring, bring up the goaltender. I think bring, on New Jersey, he would he would win the Vesna if he was on New Jersey New Jersey to start this year. He would win the Vesna this year. Interesting. So bring bring up the other three guys again. Sorry, I forgot who you mentioned after before Hellbuck and uh, Rupe Hints. For how uh Rupe Hintz, Sebastian Aho, Eric Carlson, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna debate any of those guys. Uh Nylander, I think in the right spot. Carlson. Carlson Aho, like literally lined up. Yeah. Like these are all those are all fine picks. I'm not I think those are all going to be guys who are in the top fifty. I, I again would honestly, you be surprised said, if Carlson wasn't on, on the list next year? No, not at all. Not at all. How funny is that though? Uh, he had 100 funny, points last year. Funny, but also that's just the way it works, right? I mean, yeah. in Pittsburgh, like, I don't, I don't know. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird how they like not how they utilize him, but him and Latang. Let's just say it's gonna be fun watching Pittsburgh for someone who's not a fan of either team's playing. It's gonna be fun for 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 if you're a fan of hockey and high scoring games. I feel like that's what the Pittsburgh games are gonna be like. It's almost like maybe like watching. Trying to think of football like the Miami Dolphins, but they have a good not defense. the Toronto Blue Jays. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Heck sakes! Oh my god, what a disappointing piece of garbage team. Anyways, yeah, uh, like William Nylander. I mean, just I uh, again, the defense is not there. Let's not. I, I feel like right now with William Nylander, people have that recency bias because in the second round, yes, he generated probably the he t- he. Wow, I have a speech impediment today. Oh my God. In the second round, William Nylander generated a ton of chances. He had tied for the most points as a forward, I believe, on the team with three, um, but also did have some slow points in that in the first two games as well, I would say. And then in the first round against Tampa Bay, I think he had two five-on-five points, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not a secret. He 
is not great defensively, but I, I really like the wheels. And I really think that the point totals the past two years have kind of been handicapped by the fact that he has John Tavares at five on five. And they at times don't click for 20 games at a time. So, yeah. And he, he's been a point per game. Yeah. I mean, again, all fair points here. Um, third round, the second round thing, though, the bar is not even like the bar was set high. So, no, um, it wasn't. But yeah. But uh, let's see your Dave. People are going nuts about that. Oh, he's the most consistent offensive player. What? No one was. I feel like that's he, the right answer. He had two five on five points in six games in the first round. But uh, right. who who did Dave? Very have good player, though. Very good player, and I had about thirty four for a reason. So yes. So anyways. Dave had thirty four to thirty. Who do you have? Uh, Dave had Evgeny Malkin. Who when we left off this list, he's a great player for sure. Do I regret leaving him off this list? Maybe. I don't know. I won't say. Anyways, uh, Malkin, Jack Eichel, Roman Yossi at 32, Adam Fox at 31, which I think is criminal, and Rupe Hints at number 30. Adam Fox at low is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so I and I, that for free. I, li- I like his name because he comes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the defenseman. Yeah, and 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 Josh had Stutzel, Hints, Aho, Dalin, and Carlson. I like how much la- layover or overlap there is between the guys who three independent people picked here. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. kind of funny. No cross referencing either, which is funny. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with these guys. No one. Uh, yeah, the the biggest thing is that adam fox is like incredible i'm i'm expecting to see like jake sanderson or like uh or uh or like someone else on auto just crazy high on the list now he made that, he but. made sure to write ott beside each of the auto guys each. and then he there should only Giroux. be two he forgot Giroux. Uh, no stutzel oh. brady kachuk claude Giroux. Giroux. and i can't remember the, if there was one more but anyways um evgeny malkin us leaving him off our list. He had a really, really good year last year. I, I did a good deep dive into his line mates. Um, who's the Ru- fucking guy? He came from Minnesota, signed with Russ Phoenix, or he signed with Arizona. No, other one. Oh, um, he had 27 goals JG this year, Zucker. 21 assists. Jason Zucker, correct. And I just kept noticing how effective Evgeny Malkin was at getting himself the puck disrupting plays left, right, and center, his ability to pass the puck, his ability to shoot the puck. I it, I, I don't know why, but it felt like I was like, damn, like I, 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 I'm underrating Evgeny Malkin. But, and then I come to this list and I don't put him on it. So I'm truly a, an underrating Evgeny Malkin. He should have been at least on honorable mention. I don't know how I didn't put him there. Oops. Yeah, that's but, fair. It's fine. Again, another guy who's like, like if injury history wasn't a thing and like his age yeah, probably, true. yeah, you know, like it's it, the biggest thing is that his age is like, he only got six, what, six and change on his last contract. Yeah. Got a I think that's like, that's a something about his six value, one. Right? Yeah. I think that was like more team friendly though thing. Uh, just this, Possibly, like team, yeah. you know, but yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not a bad pick there, Dave. All right, let's keep moving. 29, I have Charlie McAvoy. 
At 28, I have Quinn Hughes, 27, Tim Stutzel, 26, Alex Barkov, and 25, Roman Yossi. Um, Roman Yossi I have on there just because, like, Norris Trophy winner two years ago, which I believe that was debatable. There was something with it where, like, he got less first-place votes than Makar or something like that. Or maybe it was the other That's way crazy. around. I don't know. He had a ton of points two years ago. Um, last season, he's he's playing on not the greatest Nashville team. I believe he does a lot, though. And I think he's a fantastic oh, defenseman. Yeah, so what you mentioned here is two years ago when McCarr won the Norris. Or, okay. sorry, in 20, 2022 when he won the Norris. He had 92 mm-hmm. first-place votes. But Yossi mm-hmm. had 98 first place votes. Votes. The problem was he only That's had 76 it. second place votes, and Makar had 98 second place votes. So five and five yeah. uh, third place votes, zero fourth, zero fifth. Whereas Yossi had 17 third place votes, three fourth place votes, which absolutely anchored him. Um, yeah. So, and he lost by 30, like however the points. I think it's like five, four, three, two, one is the point structure, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nope, it's actually 10, 7, 5, 3, 1. So, I mean, <laughs> if you got I'm like. I'm sure two... that point total, though, is based on a very sophisticated model. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> and all the people are very, very smart to vote for, that do the voting. And they, I'm sure they watch a lot of Roman Yossi. Oh, and, for sure, uh, for sure. Anyways, um, anyways should we take a yeah. look at Dave? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I want to touch on touch on Barkov. Yeah, that's that's good. McAvoy, McAvoy could be again. I think he's Barkov. Like, I did have higher, and then I ticked down kind of simply because this past year he didn't put up the best yes. regular season results. Yes, in the playoffs he went quiet at times too. Yes. Very very yes. quiet at times. But like again, that's a little bit of a reputation put there. Rick Nash uh, in the twenties. Right? No, I wouldn't say no. So. Not. So. He's no, like, I know like, what you mean. Underrated, overrated. <laughs> but I ticked him down because of last year's performance. I, I do believe he will be able to rebound because last year he did run into some injuries. However, like, I don't know, this Panthers team around him, how much is that? How well will that bode for him? I think decently. So I'm yeah, looking fair. for him to rebound a little bit more to, this to, next year. Just to counter, uh, in the to be fair to him in the playoffs, he did play the toughest minutes of anyone in that lineup. So yeah. just to counter that, but again, he should have 10 mil. So exactly. He should be playing better. So uh, just quickly, who did you have between McAvoy and Hughes again? I missed, uh, I missed that player. Between McAvoy and Hughes. I, yeah. I had McAvoy, then Hughes, then Stutzel. Oh, Stutzel. Then okay, Barkov, sorry. then wrote Yossi. No, just because I noticed that you have like three defensemen and four pick so i'm wondering if you just... <laughs> no i did not if you just low-key told on yourself there i did um... not i absolutely did not <laughs> i'm just kidding but uh yeah no i again nothing to argue here what did what did dave have um oh put it down here i'll go with josh as quickly here. uh he had lindholm at 29 barkov at 28 yossi at 27 hughes at 26 and mcavoy at 25 maybe he just told on himself there by putting four defenseman in a row like that um there's a there's a clear I think with the hughes mcavoy thing mcavoy was coming off of major surgery and had yes quite a slow season i'm really looking that's another guy similar to barkov i'm really looking for him to take a big step forward because evolving wild didn't have him he wasn't top 50 on any of those lists 
So this is another reputation based uh, yes. ranking there, I would say. So yeah. a little bit interesting there. I had to put Hughes ahead of him because Hughes had a huge year last year. And Hughes is like um, just such a beast at carrying the puck. He had over 70 points this past season. Like you just can't put McAvoy based on reputation ahead of Hughes. Like after this past season, really. But I, if McAvoy is able to return to form, I think he could really push himself inside the top 20. Uh, anyways, yeah. Dave had uh, 29. He had Marshawn. 28. He had Kyle Connor. 27. He had. This is a horrible spelling, but I think that says Ovechkin. <laughs> 26, Clayton Keller. And 25, Rasmus Dahlin. Hmm. And he fully, he, <laughs> I'm not going to, never mind. I'm not going to sewer him like that. But, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, Dahlin, uh, Keller, Ovechkin, Connor, Marshawn. I respect the optimism on Dahlin. And maybe at the end of the year he gets there. I think I think Dave's list is like meaning to try and be using last year to predict next year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a heavy yeah. hope on like the guys kind of riding that curve. Yes. Um, I will say this: it feels like Marshawn is a pretty big reputation based one. Yes. Because again, he, five on five numbers, he did not do very well last year, and he was coming out. He's thirty something, coming off of major hip surgery from last year like that's tough to recover from um he was almost a point of game but because boston was fantastic on the power play ovechkin again that's another reputation based one i mean he's gonna i i feel like ovechkin's gonna score over 40 this year but like again what comes with that marshawn is like listen i respect marshawn as a player but he's gonna be a very interesting case study this year to see what happens to him once he loses mm-hmm. his longtime center partner of That's Patrice true. Bergeron, who is known to be legitimately one of the most elite players of the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be a massive impact. And I think the legacy of Brad Marchand is going to come in these next three years, if he, depending on how he performs. Because I think these next couple of years, we'll, we'll look back and say, hey, maybe Marshawn wasn't that good. Maybe he was carried by Patrice Bergeron or Marshawn was amazing for him and he was a fantastic compliment to Brad, to, to Patrice Bergeron, who was an elite player. Uh, for the, Is the it the fairest to compare that, though, at 34? I, I really, I, I think that Brad Marshawn is, on his own, is fantastic. That I do see what you mean there, but at, at 34 to compare that, like if he drops the 35 Fair. points... Like if he does a John, uh, Jonathan Huberto kind of drop, yeah, then then we're talking, yeah. Then I'll, well, then I'll sure, but I, I, if he drops from like a point a game to sixty five seventy, I mean, I don't know, right? I I think it's more so though. Um, he's gonna get the usage. He's gonna get play a lot of minutes, and I think yeah, it's more should. so that the elite two way game that he was kind of showing for his yeah. career when he was playing with Bergeron, right? Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll so see. look at okay. the underlying metrics yeah. when it comes to defensively. How much was he being carried by Marshawn there? Yeah, exactly. That's an interesting so, point. That's a very interesting point. That's and it's not, it's again, it's not, it's not going to say that he's not a good player, but like, again, yeah, he's good, but like, it, it, are we going to look back and say he was great, right? Or are we just going to say he was good? Semantics on yeah. this. But yeah, I think you're, I think you're, you, you got what I'm saying here. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, just some names that I'm looking at the evolving wild list that I don't think anyone had mm-hmm. on that uh, that they have. Um, they have Jeff Skinner, average ranked 20th in two lists. They have, uh, where the heck did he go? Brock Nelson, 29.5 on two different lists. And Jared Spurgeon, they love at 25.75. I thought those, and Brent Burns at 22. He had a huge year last year because partner yeah, was the goat. Oh, slave. and um, the highest, the one, number one that was, that I don't think, that was not on either of our three lists. Yeah. That is on Evolving Wild and on two different lists is in the top 10. Zach Hyman. Goals above That's replacement, crazy wins above replacement, averaged. He was eighth and eighth. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, that's like got to be score effects thing, no? Uh, probably. Uh, um, it's called playing with McDavid and and or playing with Drysaddle. Yes. Uh, so. Oh, and or and and both. <laughs> and, and or both. Or, and or both. Uh, so let's get into it. Twenty four to twenty at number twenty four. We have Ilya Sorokin at number twenty three. We have Miro Heiskinen, number 22, UC Soros, number 21, Tage Thompson, Thompson, and number 20, Igor Shesterkin. Um, the commonality, I would say, between them, can you look up how tall is Ilya Sorokin? I don't think he's that big, not that big, maybe 6'2". He is 1.9 meters. Do you know the conversion Thanks. of meters to <laughs> no. he's 6'3"? No, I don't. No. He's 6'3". I just thought I'd ask. You never know. 6'3". Right? Okay, so it's, he's not like the base, but I, as Ben mentioned, like these three goalies are the best skating goalies on planet Earth, I would say. I mean, just that's why they're all so close together because like Saros is six foot, so he's the exception, but Shesterkin, I think, is 6'2". Skating is just insane, especially when he gets into the butterfly. His ability to move around from the butterfly is unlike anyone on planet Earth. Saros is just so, so quick. He's able to um, like he's able to get kind of lower to the ice, but still move at such an exceptional rate. It's unlike anyone else. And then also when he's in the butterfly, he can move ridiculously quick as well. There's a video of him uh, going out. It was like in training camp going up against Kevin Lankinen and another goalie where the, the, the coach blows a whistle, you butterfly slide one or you push one way until the coach blows the whistle. Then you start pushing the other way. And just how much faster he was than the rest of the guys, two other NHL guys was stupid. It was, it was just stupid to see. I think they're all three of these guys are pretty close together. Um, and that's why I had them within five picks of another one another. Or you just told on yourself and you tried to did a very good job of hiding it by going goalie D goalie forward goalie. No. <laughs> I'm going to make that joke every all time. Right. Okay. Um, no, I, 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 I love the high school in love here. You, I believe you mentioned him as a Norris trophy candidate potential next year. Am I remembering that correctly? No, that was Josh last year. Oh, okay. Um, and he kind of was. He had 73 this past year. Yeah. Uh, he was close. He was, he was ridiculous this year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, listen, uh, goalies I don't disagree with here. Thompson, uh, he's the most electric player in the NHL right now, I think. So. Yeah. The next part I mean, to Thompson's game is keeping the puck out of his own net, own net kind of thing. Yes. But just like the raw power – 
and just ability from him is ridiculous. Uh, like, again, like, could you say like him versus some of these other guys that we didn't put on there because they don't have the defensive game? Um, like, I, I understand that criticism of our list there. Like, we have him in the top 25, but then we're criticizing, oh, Steven Stamkos doesn't play defense, just hammers one-timers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, but Tage Thompson, I think, does more than that. Creates offense on his own a little bit more. Um, but let's not, like, sorry to go in absolute nowhereville direction here. But let's not like discount. Jeff Skinner was a huge part of his production as well this year. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Skinner's an exceptional player, and it is criminal that he was robbed of a year from Ralph Kruger. He was completely robbed. Like people thought he was the worst player on planet earth because Ralph Kruger doesn't know how to coach a hockey team. Yeah. But that resulted in them getting Owen power though. So I think Buffalo Sabres fans will take that. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was the most Good. disappointing, but also, okay. You got Owen power. Like you did get rewarded, but think but about you how miserable year that year was. That was like the shitty COVID playing the same team 19 times in a row. <laughs> and getting year. your lunch money filled in. Yeah, like... everything's freaking closed down. You signed yeah. Taylor Hall. You were supposed to be awesome. I forgot, Hall. I forgot Taylor Hall was on team. You had Jack Eichel on your team. You had Linus Almark on your team. Like you were supposed to be good. And you just sucked and not just they had Eric Stahl on their team who at that time was kind of good ish. He played horrible that year, but like it, like that year. Oh my God. I'm just thinking about how miserable that was putting myself in those shoes. (laughs) Terrible. What what were we talking about? Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson. (laughs) Was he on the team that year? I think he was. Uh, didn't do much that year in 2020, but 2021, sorry. But anyways, Tage Thompson, really a lot of fun to watch and just sick, sickening raw power. How about yeah. that? How's that for a scouting analysis? <laughs> Who did uh, Dave and... Uh, so put, go to Josh. Uh, okay, so Josh had Connor Hellebuck at 24, Shesterkin at 23, Heiskin at 22, Hedman at 21, and Jason Robertson at 20, which I think people might find contentious. But probably. I'd argue. I think that, it's interesting that line yeah. is so good and their effect, like their their impacts are all so good and their productions are ridiculous off the charts. But it's because they play so well, well together. together. Yes, like when yes. you think about it, like Jason Robertson isn't that fast. If you put him with like John Tavares and Tyler Bertuzzi, two other good players by all means. Well, not by all means, but two other good players. Is Jason Robertson really going to be that effective? Like, yeah, need, but no, yeah, he needs not, yeah. a puck carrier, I feel like. Yeah. And that's where he has Rupe Hintz, who's a ridiculous puck carrier. And then Joe Pavelski is just, I don't know, just. He's Joe Pavelski. An a- he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's an animal out there. So I can understand him putting him a little bit lower than like the hundred point mark that he's been. Like he he's a hundred point player this past year, but yeah, I, I I have no problems with that. Anyway, so Dave put Mika Zibanejad at number twenty four. <laughs> That's crazy. I like uh, that. Quinn though. Hughes at number 23. Brady Kachuk at 22. 
Stamkos at 21 and Panarin at 20. Wow. And Brady Kachuk, he put Ottawa, obviously. That's funny. Yeah. Didn't know where he played. Um, Interesting. Very interesting list. Quinn Hughes higher than us. I understand it. Maybe we're underrating him a little bit there. Um, maybe, maybe Panarin, Dave's just a huge that's guy. an interesting one. Panarin that high is, is, is interesting. I mean, that I feels reputation as well though, but yeah. Yeah. And also like which direction is Panarin going? Yeah, probably down, but he shaved his head and he looks like an absolute Whoa. maniac right now. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's like what's holding him back from getting into the top 10. Stemco's did have close to a hundred this year. His past two seasons have been fantastic. So, but again, like that's a guy that's a hammer one-timers kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think he's also propped up by the guys around. He him? gets more respect than the guys around him. Not, not he gets more respect, but like, it's like not. You do need someone everything. to put the puck in the back of the net, but he's not the main you need reason someone to do everything else on the ice too. Yeah, yeah. Generated. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. You need someone correct. to do everything else. So. 19 so, to 15. Savannah Jeb was very high also. Yeah, 19 to 15. Number 19, I have Sidney Crosby. Number 18, I have Jack Eichel. Number 17, I have Kirill Kaprizov. Number 16, Andre. Uh, number 16, Nikita Kucherov. 15, Andre Vasilevsky. And what are you going to make fun of three Russians in a row? Fuck you. Fair uh, anyways, Crosby, um, I think, like, again, that's a name guy, but, like, he's still so ridiculously good that yeah. if you were to put him at, like, number 15, sure, I think that's fair, too. He's still just an animal. He's still ridiculously good. Jack Eichel, I really feel like he, like, think about this. How much, well, sorry. Played half a season the year before this one. And like it was, uh, didn't look too, too, too good. They missed the playoffs. The Knights, that is, missed the playoffs. This past year came back, looked pretty good. Looked great in the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like he's got another step in terms of his recovery coming. Right? It it just feels like it. I don't know why. Well, I, I know why. He's coming off a major neck injury, but. I feel like there's another step to him coming, like maybe over a point a game this year. You feel me? Um, And I will give you my thoughts after a quick shout out to our sponsor over at DraftKings. Football is back in full swing with another week of Epic Games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? It's our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet. $5 on football games and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. So sign up for DraftKings uh, now. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8- Hope New York or text Hope New York 467369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-24700 on behalf of Boot Hill 
Casino and Resort uh, in West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuances. One boost per eligible game often required. Max bet $50, 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. So back to Sidney Crosby here. Um, Heck of a player. Heck of a player. And I feel like we could have him potentially higher. But I think this is the right range. I think I think the idea that he should be higher is just based off of my general respect for Sidney Crosby. And I mean, I'm willing to put my uh, Phil Kessel left cojone on. No, that's not a good joke. On on him being in the top ten for TSN next uh, for their whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Um, is that not? Is that no? Mean? I no, I don't. Please, please keep talking about your testicles. So, um, um, evolving maybe, wild across the four categories, there he average ranked 36th still, which is pretty high across all four too. So, wow, still pretty impressive. Sidney Crosby still getting it done. Like Ovechkin, you could say, oh, reputation based, he scores a bunch of goals, whatever. Sidney Crosby all facets of the game is still fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, so who else do we have in there? Oops, I'm on the wrong rankings. Um, Kirill Kaprizov, I mean, that's another guy who's just an absolute force, but did nothing in the playoffs this past year. So Nikita Kucherov, uh, that guy could play till he's 50. And if he's only playing power play, we'll still put up like 50 points in a season. And you could just yeah. put him out there on the power play. One-timer fake one-timer, one-touch pass. Guy's an animal. Like It's just ridiculous. I know he's not great defensively either, but it is what it is. You got a little give and take there. Andre Vasilevsky is my number one ranked goalie. Uh, statistically, has not been a number one ranked goalie over the past two se- regular seasons, I would say. But, I mean, this is a guy that helped to take was a large part of why the Tampa Bay Lightning went to three straight Stanley Cup finals. This guy's an animal. He is enormous. He takes up a ton of net. He's flexible. He's the bendy. He's like a wacky, waving, inflatable arm tube man out there. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, he's, his skating is ridiculous. I've never seen anyone at such a low angle be able to push across. Like, while well, his skates at such a low angle be able to push across the net so so fast and take up so much net. He's built in a lab, and if Tampa Bay is able to get back to the playoffs, because of him, a large sure. reason why they do some damage still on his own. Oh yes. Um, let's see. David had here Thompson, fifteen, uh, number fourteen, Tim Stutzel, who plays on Ottawa. He had to mention that. Thirteen, Jason Robertson, twelve, Miko Rantanen, eleven. 
Oh, we're doing 19 to 15. 19 to 16, we? yeah. Or 15, sorry. Whoops. I was going to say. Crosby at number 19. 18 yes. is Braden Point. Yes. 17 is Barkov. 16 is Pedersen. And 15 is Thompson. Yeah. All in the same range. Josh here has Thompson, Crosby, Eichel, Kaprizov, and Pedersen as well. So. Okay. Okay. We're all pretty yes. similar on that one, I would say. Very similar. Yes. Uh, yes. This is where, yeah, I think the top guys it all starts to get a little bit more similar. We're all going to have the same number one guy. Uh, let's get into it. 14 to 10. So I had it like this. I had 14, 13, and 12 are in a tier. Actually, no, I didn't. I screwed it up. Anyways, who cares? Uh, number 14, Elias Pedersen. Number 13, Jason Robertson. Number 12, Mitch Marner. Number 11, Braden Point. And number 10, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes had a massive season this past year. Um, I mean, like just this guy's ability to create offense on his own. He's a, he's a wizard uh, with the puck. He's such a good skater, like 99 points this past year. What can you say about Jack Hughes? Right. Yeah. Um, who was, sorry, who was 11, 12, 13 for you? 11, 12, 13, uh, 11 was Braden point 50 point. point 50 goal season this past year. Number 12 was Mitch Marner. Number 13 was Jason Robertson. And number 14 was Elias Patterson. So I think Robertson touched too high. I put Marner in the top 10. So you can roast roast me for that. Um, Patterson. Patterson's fair, right? Points fair. Um, I just, in this cluster, I would just rather have Mitch Marner. So all these players... Um, we're in the top 50 for war, uh, wins above replacement goals, above replacement expected wins above replacement expected goals above replacement. I should have explained this before, but those are essentially like just an overall metric to describe how good overall the player is. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedersen averaged or sorry here for these guys, Braden point across all four averaged 10th. Elijah Pedersen averaged 11th. Mitch Marner averaged 12 and a half and Jason Robertson averaged 16.75 and Jack Hughes 17.25. I just look at it with Jack Hughes like on his own. I feel like it's so good. I know he's smaller. He's not going to be able to muck it up in the corners, whatever, but I feel like that's a guy. If you're down in a game, just toss him out there every other shift and he's going to do some serious damage. Yeah, so is it just so to, fast? Just to clarify, for Gar and Xgar, my understanding is that those uh, models are based, are, they're not weighted. So if you have more even strength minutes, you'll get more of a bump in those models than someone who would produce the equal amount at less minutes, correct? Because Mitch Marner, compared to all those other guys, plays less five on five minutes. And I think that's really? where the discrepancy, yes, yes. Um, because because of the amount of penalty kill that he plays, it's essentially oh, okay, that makes sense. two two minutes of penalty kill time a game. He plays. He is the only guy on yeah. honestly on this list in the top. I probably the top thirty. There's probably three other guys who play penalty kill at forward, and I think so that for uh, wins above replacement, he's tenth, and goals above replacement, he's tenth, and then for expected 
goals above replacement expected um expected wins above replacement he's 15th in each of those categories yeah so again i i might be wrong i always thought that they were because i remember two years ago when matthews was out everyone was roasting marner because he had the worst gar in the league but he also played the most minutes of anyone in the league so it's like and evolving wild tweeted like at that time also he wasn't scoring yeah, so of course. And sense, no, right? the entire team wasn't st- scoring, right? But but I remember the reason you why I'm bringing this like up. 15 times. That was just, a, it was, that was weird. Coming off of that Montreal. Yeah, exactly. It, playoffs, it was stupidity. It was stupidity. He just couldn't buy a goal. It, it, it's, it was one of those weird things that just happened, right? So, but again, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I remember the, the Twins tweeting. This is, if you're using this stat, seven games in to clown Mitch Marner, you're an idiot because that's not how this stat works. It's a minute-based yeah. stat. The The Leafs stink this year, and they played Marner to the gills in those last seven games. So, of course, he's going to not look good if they're losing games, and he's playing 30 more minutes than the next guy, right? So, anyways, that's just where I was, uh, where I, br- uh, why I brought that up. But, um, again, all these guys are elite guys. They're all players that teams would give arms and legs for so yeah is it semantics that i'm arguing it yes but am i a homer also yes so yeah yeah <laughs> who did dave have i understand um dave had sorry it's on my phone and i keep putting my phone down that's fine i'll go i'll go with josh so he has but kucherov marner point vasilevsky and hughes all right and dave had this is 14 to 10 right Yes. Uh, so Stutzel at 14, I probably mentioned before. Robertson at 13. Rantanen at 12. Kaprizov at 11. Marner at 10. The Ottawa Senators guy had Marner higher than us. Oh, my God. Whoops. You know something we don't. In terms of underlying um, numbers, too, Mitch Marner was better than Austin Matthews this past year. Yes, he was. When you look at defensively and offensively, he was better than Austin Matthews this past year. And when you look at a points total too, he had 14 more points than Austin Matthews. Yeah. So just um, food for thought. Yeah. And yeah. an interesting one here was Rantanen, who, again, that's too low. Might be too low, but if we're looking at model metrics, he was chart breakingly good on offense and chart breakingly oh. bad on defense. So it's like, oh, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, again, he played by far the most minutes. The Avalanche had some injury issues this year, and they had no offense. And there was times where they were on the outside looking in for the playoffs, and the only reason that they were not in dead last place was Miko Rantanen. Yeah. So Miko Rantanen was injured. At at one time, I swear Makar was injured and McKinnon and Landis Cos didn't play this year. Yes. And guess what? JT Comfer can thank 25. He can thank Miko Rantanen 25 million times. Wonder why. Hmm. Pick that number uh, yeah. up here. Well, very, very random number. He's not number worth you that much here. money. Yeah. Um, but, but Miko Rantanen played at all time on ice, played 100 more minutes than Marner. Uh, just, just to compare to Marner here. But at five on five, at even, sorry, at even strength, not five on five, because he played 310 more minutes than 320 more minutes than Marner. 
Wow. It's, it's interesting. It's just a little, little so thing that all I find. situations, he played 320 more minutes. Yeah, I think he was the most played, wow. so the, the highest ice time forward, forward. Yeah. Five on five. Or, sorry, even strength. Uh, five on five, even strength, same shit. Um, but not really. But yes. Heck of a player, no? Yeah. Um, shall we move to nine? Nine to five? Yeah, or let's nine go to nine to five. Six or whatever. Uh, number nine, I have Miko Ranton. And number eight, I have David Pasternak. Number seven, Adam Fox. Number six, Matthew Kachuk. And number five, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, this was his first 100-point season, fun fact. Um, again, another animal. Um, weird sort of player, though, where he has ridiculous physical ability and at times kind of does some weird things where he puts himself out of position with the puck and isn't as efficient as he should be with the puck, but an an exceptional player. Like think about that. Like we're talking about how he doesn't do certain things, right? Blah, blah, blah. He's a top five player in the NHL, top 10 player, whatever in the NHL just shows how ridiculous his physical abilities are beyond his tools are insane. And I wonder how much of that is a part of his diet, (laughs) but, uh, From not eating no hot. carbs. Like, listen, it worked for Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't have a tomato for what? Pasta. 10 years. Like, yeah, too many carbs so in, in uh, tomatoes. Yeah. But hey, like, listen, he was able to play like he was able to play longer than anyone yeah. else. And it's not like he had like elite genetics, right? Like he obviously just took care of his, his body better yeah, than everyone why. else. And yeah. And, and yeah, Rantanen's like a good point of that. I'm just or sorry. McKinnon cut out the tomatoes, good... and that's why he was able to run the two-minute drill like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think there's any contention with your list here. Who did you have at number nine again? Sorry, I, I uh, you had. I had Miko Ranton in at nine, Ranton. and eight was and Pas- David Pasternak. Just, I mean, scored. If it wasn't for Connor McDavid this year, you would be talk. A lot more people would be talking about how much David Pasternak scored this past season. Will be. Like you said about Brad Marchand, it will be very, very interesting to see how David Pasternak fares this season with who's going to be his center. I don't know. Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle or whatever. Like or um, Pavel Zaka. Uh, Zaka. Or Morgan Trent Geeky Frederick. Or whoever. Trent Frederick is should not be seeing that top. Morg- six, Morgan Geeky. Morgan Geeky is on. The Boston Bruins. Sorry, did he? Did he sign? I'm like 99 sure of that. Yeah, yeah. They signed. Uh, yes, yes. They signed another one to brought. They signed another brother. No, not brought brother. Um, they signed someone's brother. I can't remember who. Who cares? He's probably gonna play fourth line. Anyways, um, (laughs) ridiculous ability to score. David Pasternak, Adam Fox. We have in the top ten here. My number two rated defenseman. Um, because you can probably guess who the other one is, but just a ridiculous ability all around, ridiculous ability to run the power play, ridiculous ability to skate with the puck, ridiculous ability to defend as well, despite being five foot nine. Like a reminder that this guy went in the third freaking round in the NHL draft. Crazy, crazy. And who drafted him again? The Calgary Flames. Who was his? G- who was their GM at the time? Oh no way! It was, yeah. It was um, him. But remember, we we got a worse drafter when we hired Brad Living. Anyways, um, 
I like listen, Adam Fox right. is a stud. I just literally does the guy does everything. Um annoying that he chose to play for New York. Um but so it goes especially for Carolina. They uh, oh yeah, of course. Uh, I think it was partially baked in that they knew he wouldn't get want to sign there. Um they probably tried, but it was like oh, of course, imagine of course. trying to trade someone that's like I only want to go to New York. Yeah, and, 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 what value does the kid have now? They got a decent return for him. Yeah, he got a second round pick for him. So it's like not the it's not the worst, but he should have been worth a lot more. Anyways. No, you got two seconds. Get, uh, they got they got two seconds for him. Yeah. That's the same as that's the same return as Devon Taves. I, I was wrong about <laughs> the best player to not be traded for a first. No, but he was just doesn't he, count. He hadn't, he hadn't played, played yet. Yes. yes. Which why. which is also which is wild to think about. But yeah. Um can't believe he's still only 25, still young. Yeah, go ahead. I know. Top five. Dave was number nine. He had Kucherov. Number eight, he had Matthew Kachuk. Number seven, he had Jack Hughes. Six, David Pasternak. And number five, Kill McCarr. Fair, fair. Uh, Josh had Kachuk, Fox, Branton, and Pasternak. And sorry. Yeah, Kachuk, Fox, Branton, and Pasternak, and McCarr at five. I think McCarr five. I don't know. The list he sent me had two and five swaps. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he screwed it up. I don't know why he did that. But his number five is Austin. Austin Matthews. Okay. Number nine is Kachuk. Number eight is Adam Fox. Number seven is Ranton. And number six is Pasternak. Number five is Austin Matthews. Yeah. I don't know why. It was weird because he put rank. (laughs) Anyways. um... Who cares? Anyways, let's get into our top four, shall we? Yes. At number four, Nathan McKinnon. At number three, Leon Dreis. Nope, that's not our list. And number four, we have Leon Dreisaitl. At number three, we have Austin Matthews. Number two, we have Kale McCarr. And number one in a league of his own is Connor McDavid. Undisputed. If you say anything else, like you better have a really, really good reason. Plain I think Connor McDavid is miles above everyone. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Uh... It's going to be fun when his contract expires and comes crawling back to Toronto. But anyways, um, yeah, no, obviously fantastic player. Um, I just feel bad for Edmonton. What if, what it actually feels like I'm corny to say, but it's kind of like a privilege to be able to watch him play. I feel like I don't cherish that enough. You know, guy like him doesn't really come around too often. And he's just literally on a planet of his own. Um, I just like to, I think back to like the, early 2000s when like we had a bunch of those really like i didn't have them but like people from previous generations watched like the gretzky's and like the lemuse those guys Mm -hmm. slowly start to retire and the nhl kind of hit like a dead zone with like guys who were good but weren't weren't like otherworldly um with the guys coming up now i don't think we'll we'll have that problem but like fuck man i don't know i don't know if there's anyone ever going to sniff close to what Connor mcdavid's done in the nhl so far yeah, like coming up. Yeah, we'll. I, I don't. Yeah, it's unfair to put those expectations on Bedard, but unfair. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, if he if he can even be close to like Nathan McKinnon, yeah. like, like yeah, I'm not. And I'm not talking about Nathan McKinnon too. now. I'm talking about the first three years of Nathan McKinnon. That's a fair expectation for him. So like, uh, a little bit higher for Bedard. But sure. Anyways, sure. I mean, think about this. Like, the reason he's being compared to McDavid is because when you watch the world juniors like 
Bedard versus Mc, uh, McDavid in their respective world juniors in their draft years, Bedard was way better. McDavid was, I, McDavid got injured at some point. I don't know Broke when. Broke his hand. I don't know. He scrapped someone. Yeah. No? Yeah. He was fighting Brayson Chenfroni and punched the glass by accident. That's I don't know. So I can't remember when that injury came, if it was before or after the World Juniors. But anyways, regardless of that, Bedard looked better and more dominant in the World Juniors than McDavid did in his draft year World Juniors. That's my opinion. So that's why the comparisons are coming. But yeah. Anyways, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But any disputes with this top four? No disputes. Car number two. No disputes for me. I would just want to. The only dispute I have on this list is that I think Varner should be in the top ten. Um, All right. And I, I mean, think that look behind me, I don't, I'm not. I won't fight you on that. You're not going to fight me on that, eh? Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. And I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like. I, I, I guess we're not talking a lot about Leon Dreisaitl, who kind of just goes quietly. I don't want to say quietly underrated, but I mean, like, did he have the second most points in the league this past year? I think so. Um, he's an animal. Just, he's just nuts. He's an animal. He is Austin Matthews. I think nuts. this is more of a. To me, this is more of a bounce back sort of selection there, um, because if, if we're going solely based off of last year. He's outside of the yeah. top ten, one hundred. He's outside yeah. of the top ten. Austin Matthews is right. Yeah, I think after last year, and I think that you would put Marner in there after this. Lot. Anyways, but I'm, I'm according like to Evolving about... Wild, according to Evolving Wild, the numbers from Evolving Wild, Mitch Marner had a better season than Austin Matthews last year. And I think I've said this before in this episode, so who cares? Uh, yeah, but anyways, yeah, let's I, take a look at Dave's list. Drysaddle yeah. number four, Matthews number three, McKinnon number two, McDavid number one. Yes. Pretty standard. Exactly. Uh, one Pretty thing standard. I want to add uh, before we go is if you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you are escaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool. While still looking hot with Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our parents' partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into Smooth Sack Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with our code RINKRAT. That's R-I-N-K-R-A-T. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RINKRAT. That's R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code RINKRAT at manscaped.com. Smooth sack summer boys, get on board or get left behind. Rock and roll. <laughs> um, so who did Josh have as his top four? McKinnon, Dreisaitl, Far, McDavid. And I don't think that's, yeah. Yeah. It's fair. No All debates right. here for me. I would just I put think that yeah. it's that tier. I feel like that tier. Everyone's got that same sort of mix of players in there. Um, I agree. Maybe so, could sh- I think a lot of people would put Kachuk up way up in the top five simply because of the last season he had. But I don't know. I think top ten is very very fair for him. Yeah, and it's funny because 
I mean, I don't know. You don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he had a good last season. I don't know. That's all I'll say. Um, I, I don't think he's anywhere near, like, not, I don't want to say anywhere near, right. but like, he's not in that tier. I disagree with people putting him in that tier. I think there's a clear, well, I mean, it felt like a clear five before, but now it seems like a clear four after last year with Matthew's poor performance. But again, that could be wrist injury. But I think those McKinnon, Dreisaitl, McCarr, and McDavid have separated themselves with from the rest of the league. And I think Matthews deserves to be there. And I think we'll be there by the end of next year. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like Kachuk did. It was a large part of why the Panthers made the playoffs. Correct. And went Correct. where they did. So there's that too. There's there is that argument. So we'll see if he can do it again. Right. Yes. Yes. And I just want to remind everyone before they yell at me saying Kachuk is a playoff player, which is why he should be up there. Ask Calgary Flames fans if Matthew Kachuk is a playoff play- performer because they would say that he is not a playoff performer after having, I think it was. He was like a point every other point, game. He was not very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was like 0.5 points per game in the playoffs. So, I mean, hey, goes to show. Funny. Who knows? Funny how that works. But anyways. anyways, that's all I had for this episode. If you hate our list, let us know. If you love our list, let us know. Um, if you like Dave or Josh's lists, like, let us know, um, let us know who we left off of this list, whatever. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Go, Lisco.